Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everyone, to this exciting episode of the Believe in Bingo podcast with Adam Pacman Jones and yours truly, Solomon Wilcox. First of all, let's say hello and good afternoon to one Adam Pacman Jones. Man, you look like you're on the road. You look like you, you look like you're down in Florida having a good time. Man, having a ball. I just come from just coming from the uh, UA under Arnold All American game with my nephew. Uh, he had a, the under on the game down here. It was a great showing. Um, ready to get back to work, man. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well and to the family, man. And uh, Happy New Year to our Cincinnati Bengals. How about this, man? They come away a winner, 34-31 to 31 over the Kansas City Chiefs. They lock up the AFC North Division title. I want to get your thoughts on that because let's face it, no one back in August and September had the Bengals penciled in as the number one team in this very tough division, your thoughts? What's up, me and you, Solomon? We told you, <laughs> we told you they was the real deal, and came and sealed it with playing a great team. That's right. I like we went and played uh, the New York Giants, who which we lost to. But um, on another side of that, uh, we are, we were saying that they play really good when they playing against real good talent. Um, they came out, they played their heart out. It was it was a, it was a playoffs atmosphere atmosphere game um and we got it at the end we got a strong kicker um he might be one of the best kickers i've seen come through here we got a great quarterback might be one of the best quarterbacks we game we ever seen come through here and we got a tandem tandem of young guys that's playing at an all-time high level right now now that and that brings me to this because it was only about four or five weeks ago you and i we said this team just don't know how good they are if they take themselves seriously and learn from a loss to the New York Jets and learn from moments like this, there's no telling how far this team could go. You played in the AFC North. I played in the AFC North. Winning this division, it speaks to your toughness. It speaks to your maturity. What does it say about this young group that seems to, Adam, be ahead of schedule, having won it so quickly since coming together? And, and they won it impressively. They beat Pittsburgh twice. They beat Baltimore twice. Yeah. They, um, and, and going to play against Cleveland again. Um, I would just say, man, the coaching are doing a great job. You got to realize they still are the least penalized team. That's right. Um, and when you can do have the, the least penalties, 
And just getting in the back end of the stretch with the back end of the season and getting all of your DBs back, man, it should be exciting over there right now, man. Like, um, and it's definitely exciting for the city. Um, I don't know what the last time it, it's been, um, I think 15 or 17. 2015. You were here the last time they won a division title. Yeah. yeah. And um, that year, I thought we should have made a better stretch. But they got a team. They got the team that can run down. They, they should win their first playoff game this year. But, uh, I think they should win. Their, I ain't looking past Cleveland because I think we should go in and, and take take it out on Cleveland and finish strong. I wouldn't sit Joe. Um, I would let them play. They healthy. They will play. Um, I don't know how much activities I would be giving, giving them. But they would definitely play because you don't want the the, the momentum and, and the crowd of the group to, uh, you know, it, it's different when you sit out of hole. I would okay. say. So what does it say <clears throat> that against a team with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they were down by 14 points on three different occasions and came back to win this game? What does it say about the Bengals? that they can come back three times from a 14-point deficit against a team that was the number one seed in the AFC, a two-time Super Bowl participant, right? And a six-time AFC West division champion. It's a formidable group, but they came back so many times against it. Anybody you don't want to be behind on, I would say, is the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> they can go at any time. Yeah. But, man, this just shows the the, the – the, camaraderie of the guys because I hate to say it, but I don't want to say it. They, they're not a second-half team. They're a full team, but, you know, we were saying, damn, they're just a second-half team. They come back second-half and play a lot of uh, good football, make the adjustments at halftime. And there's also it's got a good thing to say about the coaches. I mean, the coaches are doing what they're supposed to do, getting the guys in there at halftime, seeing what's, what need to be adjusted or what need to be done. And they're They've been a, a, a strong second-half team um, the entire year. But to come back from this one right here and the other one a couple of weeks ago, that's a strong performance in the second half. It certainly is. They, they won the division title ahead of schedule as a young group, as a young coaching staff. And now they're showing the sign of maturity um, with that talent that they have that makes for a scary um, opponent in the postseason, which leads me to Joe Burrow. In his second season, this guy is setting and breaking all kinds of records. 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interception for the second consecutive week. The first time in NFL history a quarterback has done that. He's already shattered all the single-season records at the quarterback position for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, this guy is ahead. We've been saying it all year, you and I, but I think the rest of the league, including the Kansas City Chiefs, is finding out that Joe Burrow has a championship pedigree, Adam Jones. And, and if they don't know, they know now. Uh, <laughs> you can just tell the way he moved, the way the way the way he conducted himself. Um, now I, I, I really don't care who it is. I, I really don't think it's a game that the Bengals cannot be in and win. That's right. After seeing his performance over this whole complete season. Uh, he just gives you that factor or that it factor that say, hey, by some kind of way, if we can turn this thing around and win the game. And we've seen it from 21. We've seen it from 14. 
We've seen it down seven. We we've seen it up fourteen. Um, the kid is a winner. Um, he plays really hard, and, and it shows. It shows. We've seen it when he's getting hit. We've seen him when he getting knocked down. He getting back up, and that just really uh, make the other fifty two guys already know that they've got to get back up. Now that brings us to the rookie, Jamar Chase. Adam Jones, you remember when he was drafted, he says, I'm going to break records. Yesterday, he set a new single-season receiving yardage record for rookies, 1,429 receiving yards, the most ever by a rookie during a single season. 266 receiving yards, the most ever by a rookie in a single game. Three touchdowns to go along with that, 11 catches on 12 targets. Uh, how good is Jamar Chase? Against a good team. <laughs> Against a good team. Against a great team. And these are these the times that you want to talk about and see these numbers when you got your rookie coming in. Against a team that's a championship caliber team that's probably going to be in the championship game against us or however it play out. Um, but we know these guys got a good chance of making it back and have won a Super Bowl. Um, it don't get no better than this. So like, like when the lights come on, when they call your number, it's time to show up. And and he showed up up under some big lights, knowing that we needed this game to clinch the playoffs. Um, regardless of what anybody say, we did not want to go in to Cleveland, having to win in that game to go to the playoffs. He scored so, on. Yeah, go ahead. I think I think it was critical the way he played. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was clutch. It was clutch. Yeah. He, he scored on a 75-yard touchdown play, an 18-yard touchdown play, a 69-yard touchdown play. And when they needed him on third and 27, on the game-winning drive, he turned in a 30-yard catch on third and 27 with the DB draped all over him, had his hand on the ball. And he, the way that he caught that ball yesterday – I, listen, he could drop one every now and then if he's going to keep catching them like, like that, I know, Adam. Right. right? I mean, he, yeah. he should. I, that's what I call fly paper hands. Jamar Chase was bringing it, and uh, we want to congratulate them again on becoming AFC North Division champs ahead of schedule as a young bunch. Now, remember, today's episode – is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Just head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing new offers available. Bet online is where the game starts. Welcome, everyone, right back to the Believe in Bengals podcast. Solomon Wilcox, Adam Pacman Jones. And of course, we're joined by Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor, winner of the AFC North 
division title in 2021. Coach, uh, you get going right away on things. It's never too early. You become the head coach of the Bengals at the tender age of 35 years old. And in three years, you turn the entire division upside down. Um, you got to be happy with this one, aren't you? We are. You know, that, that's the goal is to make the playoffs. And the easiest way to do that is to win the division. And you guys know how hard this division is and how hard it is to come out on top. And so we take a lot of pride in that and the work that's gone into it and, and the job that the players, the coaches have done. So uh, yesterday was a great moment for, for all of us. You know, everybody who's a, who's a Bengal, past or present, um, I think we all enjoyed that one yesterday. Thank you. Oh, you, you can say that again. You can say that again. <laughs> um, with me, play, I played in this division. I know how hard it is. It's definitely hard getting younger guys to know how tough this division is. I take my hats off to you for building up a team that's a tough division. Tell me how 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 did you go and, and getting all of these younger guys to buy into one thing and um, becoming division champs? I know it hard to me. The hardest division is the AFC North. Period. Point blank. Because of the caliber of football that 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 is maintained, that's demanded um, year round. I, I agree with you there, and. You know, I probably didn't have that answer three years ago, to be quite honest with you. You know, it took some time of, of getting beat up a little bit and seeing what this division is all about um, to know how we needed to attack these other teams. And, you know, to answer your question about the young players, we went out and got guys with championship pedigrees, you know, guys who who are not only great players, but come from great cultures and have won championships. And so, um, you know, they're, they're not about just being good in September and October. They're used to playing January football. And uh, they've got that championship mindset. So the moment's never too big for them because they've been in there. And you're talking about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and T. Higgins and all these guys that have done that. Uh, they, they proved it yesterday. And, and again, we've got more to prove, you know, that just winning the division is not what we're here for. And uh, it's just kind of the first step in the process for us. Coach, I got to ask you about your quarterback. He's clearly special. Um, you drafted him one year ago. And I got to tell you, you've done one heck of a job. You guys have both done a, a great job of working together to build something special. This offense is clicking at a very high level. Just kind of, you know, take us back and walk us through the process of working with a quarterback like Joe Burrow. You know, when you come into this league, there's still some things to learn. And clearly you've given him all the tools to go out to be the best that he can be. I, I, that's the best way to put it, you know, is, is he's capable uh, right as he walked in the door of, of taking in a full offensive playbook. And again, there, there's some coverages and some pressures you're going to see for the first time that you're not ready for. And you got to see them first. Um, I would say yesterday, the Colts hit us with a couple last year, you know, that, that, uh, you know, we're, we're some three deep, two under, four deep, one under, fire zones where, where it doesn't feel sound. And so you're not ready and you take the sacks. And he applied that yesterday. You know, some of those looks where he remembers that from last year where it came into play yesterday. And and so, again, it's it's now that he can understand the offense and the defenses. You give him the tools. You give him uh, some on-the-ball plays and say, hey, here's what I want you to run. But here's two maybe other options if you like it, get to them. Um, or if there's something you really believe in, Joe, make sure all 11 guys are on the same page. Yeah. Go out there and call it and execute it. And, and we've got a lot of belief that way to give him those tools and that responsibility, and, and he handles it the right way. Um, I know we, I, me personally, um, it took me a, a second to get fully on the wagon. I'm fully on, fully on the wagon. <laughs> um, and, and the reason why I'm on the wagon is because I've been around a lot of great talent and it takes a head coach or, or, or one of your guys to get guys 
to mentally buy in and, and, and tune in. With Jamar, um, we, we, we've been talking about uh, the game. We, we'll be a little bit too fast for him because he set out last year. Um, mm-hmm. Coach, if you could tell us anything, because really we can't find nothing to compare this kid to. Um, we yeah. know he missed a ball here. But if he can catch the ball and, and do the things that he's doing when he <laughs> catch the ball, he deserves to miss one every now and then. And um, <laughs> we were just talking about it, and, and, and we want to kudos to you for, for, for first of all, not letting guys go in the tank. The easiest thing to do for the young guys is because it's a longer season, yeah. is going to tank. You guys playing 17 games. Um, the people, and, and we've asked all the questions, they want to know. They want to know uh, what is coach like after a win and how how did coach put this, this this unbelievable thing together with these younger guys and with Jamar Chase working with, working with him and bringing him from where he was to where he is now? Well, so I'll start with the Jamar Chase question. You know, it's he's come in from day one at training camp and and been a pro, you know, in terms of how he studies to learn the offense, how hard he works at practice, how hard he works outside of practice. And and you got to give credit to Troy Walters, our receiver coach also, who played in the league a number of years. You may have played against him. I don't know. But, uh, you know, he was in the league for a while. And so he's helped set that standard of consistency over the course of the season. And Jamar has has maintained that, you know, from September to October into now when it's really hard to keep that consistency in October, I'm sorry, December and January, he's done that. And, and Tyler Boyd's been a great leader in that room, too, of talking to these younger guys and letting them know how it's going to be and, and what they got to uh, maintain that consistency level. So, um, you know, Jamar and, and T. Higgins is only his second year. Both those guys have have kept up their, their pregame routine, their weekly routine, and they haven't missed a beat. And that's why they've been so consistent with their production and really gotten even better as the season's gone. Um, in, in terms of me, postgame, man, I, I got four kids. I went to an AU basketball game last night. Uh, I, had to, I had to weave around traffic to try to get to the game on time. Uh, and, and then to be quite honest with you, uh, I was I put my girls to bed about 8 o'clock and uh, went to bed about 8.45. So uh, I'm not exactly the life of the party. You know, TB and Mixon were FaceTiming me. They were still in the locker room uh, when I was almost in bed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but it, it was good to see the players enjoying that moment. They deserve it. And uh, I'll go ahead and get my sleep and get ready for the next day. Well, and that's under, understandable that that yeah. TV and Joe was in the locker room because it's been a long time coming. Yeah, and like you said, it's a great day for Bengals fans, ex Bengals players, Bengals yep. to be players, owners, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, Coach, we're we're all ecstatic because we still call Cincinnati our home, as you well know, and we we root for this team as if we're going out there to play. Um, with you as well. And we appreciate what you've been able to do. I got to ask you about the closing minutes of Sunday's game against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know um, the coach on the other side. Andy Reid is one of the great coaches who've ever done it. Patrick Mahomes has proven him to be uh, one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. And just the way that you managed the clock, you kept in mind that you needed to score in order to win the game. But you also knew you didn't want to get that ball back over to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid um, for this thing to turn out well for. So just kind of walk us through that process. I thought you've had some moments where you call some genius plays, the Tyler Boyd play in Denver to scheme him open. I thought it was phenomenal. And I thought yesterday your use of the clock while still getting the points needed to win the game, I thought it was critical. And, and I thought it was just, to be honest with you, it's one of the great coaching moves all season. 
I appreciate that. Well, we, we take a lot of pride in being good situationally. You know, we, we like to call ourselves situational masters and we, we, we meet on it as a team on Friday. We talk about it a lot as a staff on Saturday. So that on Sunday, we we're in a position to make the right decisions there. Uh, but, but the last part is, you know, it's, there, there's a couple superheroes in this league and Mahomes is one of them. Yes, right. we, we got one too. And you just don't take chances. I believe in our defense. I believe that they would have come up with a stop that would have won us the game, but sometimes you just don't leave that to chance. And, and if someone said, Hey, you got the ball on the one yard line with a chance to go win it and put them away and win the division, go to the playoffs. Um, you can either go for it or kick the field goal. I think if you asked me that question in August, I'd say, let's go get it and, and not leave anything to chance. And that's what we did and didn't play out exactly how we drew it up. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it worked out in our favor in the end. Real yeah. good. It worked out really good, Coach. Yeah. Congratulations really good. to you and the coaches staff, man. Y'all doing an unbelievable job. If we can get these guys to give us about four or five yards on the punt return, I think we can score. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a we got a guy that we know will catch it, and he won't fail oh, catch it, coach. He'll bring it back, right? <laughs> no, trust me. Hey, when I when I fell in love with this city and, and really the Bengals period, I was at the Dolphins in 2012, yeah. and we came up there, and y'all had all those DBs and. and the Dolphins won that day 17 to 13, but it was one of the hardest 17 to 13 games I've ever been a part of. And I remember the city was rocking. The stadium was rocking. Um, you guys were a tough team. And, and that's when Cincinnati really opened my eyes that day. Like, man, this is a, this is a pretty cool franchise. They got great players, great history. And, and uh, never thought that I'd have a chance to, to be a big part of it, but I'm uh, fortunate that I am. Well, we now well, have coach, ourselves a great football coach too, right, Adam? I was just about to say, keep taking the coach. You, you, I don't think you understand because you, you don't come from the era of the losing era, but it's, 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 we've had our ups and downs here. We had a lot of great seasons here. We had a lot of bad seasons, but I promise you, I promise you this, there's not a guy that's walking around this town that's not thanking you, that's not patting you on your back and not, not realizing the hard work that you guys are putting I, in. I over. appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank All you. right, Coach. Hey, we appreciate you. Good luck uh, this weekend in Cleveland. And let's go get that first playoff victory. And it's been way too long, Coach. <laughs> I was on, that one. That's right. I was on the field then. We, we're due. We're due for another one. Wish you all the best. Zach Taylor, head coach, Cincinnati Bengals, right here on the Believe in Bengals podcast. Great day to you, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yes, sir. Adam Jones, we got to talk about our man, Antonio Brown. Yesterday at a game at MetLife Stadium in New York, Buccaneers are struggling. They had to come from behind to win this game. In the third quarter, with the Bucs trailing, they're trying to get him to go into the game. Tom Brady asked him to go in the game. The head coach, Bruce Arians, asked him to go in the game. Mike Evans, another receiver, is asking him to go in the game. Instead of going in, he does the opposite, starts stripping off the uniform, throw elements of his undergarments up in the stands, Proceeds to make a spectacle of it all as he leaves the stadium with the crowd cheering and heads to the locker room, essentially quitting on his team as they're still playing and trying to come from behind and win. Um, and now the team says he will not be allowed back. Bruce Arians has said goodbye to Antonio Brown. So I ask you, and I want to be fair here, if is this a sign of mental health, a cry for help? For Antonio Brown, or should we just take it as normal misconduct? And if so, how do we treat it? And and that's 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 not the thin line with this. You know, you, you don't want to just say, "Hey, the guy's the guy have mental illness," or you don't want to just say, 
hey, the guy don't have mental illness, you know. Um, and looking from outside in, I, I, I just, it's got to be something, you know. Um, hey, man, you went from living with Tom Brady and being his right-hand man to, I don't know, taking your shirt off. It's got to be some kind of issue there here um, with AB. Um, I love AB as a person. Um, I wish him nothing but the utmost and, and the best for him. But um, I don't know. I, I've never – only two times I've ever seen someone quit at halftime. Um, Monte Davis. Yeah. With Coach. When he was when he was with the 49ers, right? Oh, Vontae Davis with the with the coach, yeah, the brother, the younger brother. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He quit. He quit. Yeah. yeah. He retired. Yeah. He retired. Yeah. Um, and until what A B did yesterday. Um, wow. I had numerous of guys around the league call me. Vontez was one of the guys who called me. He's like, yo. And we had our difference of, of opinions of why would he do it? How would he do it? Uh, does it make make sense? This and that. Uh, but at the end of the day, we collectively came to the idea of, damn, he make it look bad for everyone else. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it ain't just about AB. Um, it's about another 12, 1,300 guys that might be going through depression, that might be going through uh mental health or might just want to just say fuck it you get what i'm saying so um it's more it's it's, it's more than the picture about yeah him um it's a, it, and it's all um, it's a bigger picture about the guys that are going through stuff right now that, that, that need to call someone that figure out how to talk about it and how to get through do different things um i i, I hate it at the end like this now um, we'll never talk about how good AB was, and, and this today is just from this yeah. day forward. It's gonna be, is he all right? Is he mentally okay? Yeah. Is he this and, that? Um, and you know, he drop a song right after the thing, which is his, 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 whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? But I just think he's too good of an athlete and a person um, to go out like that. Yeah. But listen. That's it, that's, Listen, his, his, his own and, and what he described of what he wanted to do. All yeah, and and here's the thing: when it happens, you wear out a welcome in Pittsburgh playing for a guy, a coach like Mike Tomlin. Um, yes. And we we saw the way things unraveled on Hard Knocks when he was playing with the Raiders. He immediately had to say goodbye after a short time in New England. Uh, and now, when Tom Brady and the team like Tampa embraced him. And he won a Super Bowl with them, and they looked like they could be on track to win another. For things to unravel here, I would say, listen, there's a cry for help. All this action, there, there's a cry for help. And you and I both know when it comes to players, what we can't do, as long as they're productive, we'll have them. When they're not productive, we treat them like a disposable commodity. I don't want the NFL to do that to Antonio that's Brown. How, that's how I go. That's I know. I go. It ain't. It ain't if you want the NFL to do it. The NFL, but, they did it to you. They're going to do it to me. They're yeah. going to do it to everybody else. But I want to I wanna ask you. I want to ask you because you you had your ups and downs. You've had multiple opportunities but in the NFL. You, you had you had teams that reached out and said, okay, we're going to work with you, Adam Jones. Kind of help us to understand what that's like. And 
And there, there are times too where you can wear out your welcome. Yeah, he at the end of the road, you know, shit. It ain't, it ain't AB when he was 21 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's older now. Um, certain things, it just get to a point where they, they are gonna move on. If numbers don't add up, they're, they're gonna move on. Like um, they always say, it's gonna be another AB, it's gonna be another Adam Jones, it's gonna be another Solomon Wilcox, it's gonna be another Pac-Man Jones. These, this thing called, uh, uh, this is a, a marathon that, that's going on. Like this, 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 we just the time being. So that's what I'm trying to say. At, at, at certain points, when you when you are, that's the reason why they took took all the the burden in, in Pittsburgh when he was there. That's why they dealt with him. You know what I mean? Because the numbers was unbelievable. But at a certain point, when you're getting and going somewhere else, it it ain't the same. Solomon, you know, yeah. like. For instance, for me was uh, the love that I got with Mike Brown and, and, and the organization in the front end wasn't the same kind of love that I got in Tennessee. But the coaches, I did, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't I didn't have a relationship with the front office. Gotcha. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Wherein, whereas Chris, Chris Johnson have an unbelievable relationship um with the front office in Tennessee right now because it was it was a different era, you know. So yep. that's when I got here, then it was cool for the front office to have a relationship with the players. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I know you have a relationship, and you feel um really good about your relationship with Jerry Jones, who's another yeah. owner you played for in yes. Denver. I, I do believe there are certain. I believe there are certain teams certain ownership groups, certain coaching staffs that really do care about the players and the services they provide for players. Um, when they see a player need something, you could see the team rallying. Not all 32 teams are eco in this area, right? Right, right. And everybody don't get that treatment either. You have that, to be. That's right. It's hard to say the world ain't fair. It's not. It's not. Because I ain't going to lie to you. The owners don't treat they. They big guys like they treat everybody else. The coaches don't treat them. the starters like he treat the guys that's a practice player. It's just it's just what it is. Like, um, and it's hard to say say what. I mean, it's hard to say, but it's just it's levels to how they treat different people to the caliber of what type of player they are. I gotta ask you this: Do we see Antonio Brown? on a playing field in the NFL ever again. Hell no. Never. Never again. Never again. It's a difference between going through some, you know what I mean? Um, I think the point was, was with me was when he was running across the field and he got the crowd uh, from, I'm like, bro, this is your crowd. Well, I want to say, yeah, well, I, I will I will finish it by saying this. I'll, I'll end it by saying this. No, I don't. What, I, what I've come to know about the National Football League, there, there are second chances for those who have a good heart. And, and, and Antonio Brown is not on his second chance. He's on his third or fourth chance. He's, on his, he's really down the line. And um, the NFL, particularly with their understanding of how they want to help players with mental health, 
to have a road back into the National Football League. But what you cannot do is embarrass the league. Do not tarnish the shield. He did it in New York at MetLife Stadium. That's where the headquarters of our league is. That's where in front of the biggest media center in the world is in New York. He did it on the biggest stage in front of the biggest media audience. And he behaved in a, and he put himself above the league. He put himself above his teammates, above his team, above his own organization, and above the entire league. You do not refuse to go in a game unless you're injured. You do not refuse when a coach asks you to go in a game. When your teammates, Tom Brady, for crying out loud, is asking him to go in a game. So, no, I, I listen, the league will use its resources to help A.B. get healthy if that's what's needed here. But that doesn't mean that he has a road, again, another bridge to cross back over and play another game in the National Football League. I do not see that coming. All right. Hey, it's been great, Adam. This has been awesome. You're the best, my man. want to just thank everyone for joining us on another episode of the Believe in Bengals podcast. We'll be back with more because we're going into the postseason, baby. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.